Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast. My name is David Tremaine. I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego, California. And I am Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. I left out a bunch of words that I You did. Say. It made yeah. me laugh. We are the one-stop shop. This is your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. Uh-huh. The end. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for coming back. I'll, um... I'll remember that next time. It doesn't really matter. You know what it is. Uh, we are talking about the gospel for this upcoming Sunday this week, uh, Sunday, June 20th, which is the last Sunday before my birthday. Oh. My birthday is June 26th. Happy early birthday, Thank David. Thank you very much. I'm going to be 33, which is uh, something people are referring, telling me is my Jesus year Oh, because that's the year he died Oh, of his life. I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing or both. Maybe it's just a it's transformative a, thing. Right. He was resurrected that year as right. well. Right. So both highs and, he and did lows. a lot of good ministry work. Really? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm getting ready for that. And uh, this is the week that we could also call Proper 7 <laughs> in ordinary time, uh, which means that we're still in Mark. So we're going to talk a little bit about some more of Mark's gospel. Uh, but before that, Charlotte, we need to check in with you. Where did you see God this past week? So it's funny, David, as you and I were talking about this, I realized as I'm about to reflect on my family that most often I reflect on where I see God within my ministry context, mm-hmm. right? Or right. my mini ministry context as we need. Your many, many. Yeah, many, many ministry contexts. Mm-hmm. But I saw God in some interactions with my family this week because, and I'm not sure if this is something that's come up on the podcast, maybe it has, but within this time that has been set apart, this COVID era, um, my husband has been mostly unemployed. Um, He was laid off at the beginning, furloughed, right? That's what we called it at the beginning when people got laid off, they were furloughed. And then he was brought back in October. Um, He works in food service and then on the day after Christmas, he was laid off. Um, And again, with the intention, his company was very kind, with the intention of they had done a severance package and the idea was that everything would be ready to come back just as the severance was ending and they would just hire everybody back and put Mm. them back to work. Mm. Um, So truly with good intentions in mind. Two weeks before that was supposed to happen, they found out they were not going back and all of a sudden my husband is on the job market. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, been a, it's been a tumultuous year. And truthfully, it's been a year that's been really hard on Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness he has loved and supported me as I worked way more than normal. Um, he has loved and supported our young adult children as they shifted in their roles. He has taken care of all of the family through this time. And I could definitely name that as a God sighting because we really needed it. We really needed someone to be the glue that kept everything running and everybody together. But actually where I saw God was as he has gone back to work. Mm. Um, And then all of the ways that we have been able to support and uplift him as he has transitioned into something new and creating space for him and coming together as a family unit to take care of the myriad of things that Tim had been doing (laughs) for all of us. And I'm, it's such a poignant reminder to me of the community of being not just a family, but being a church, Mm -hmm. being a Christian is the way that we love and take care of each other. And so I definitely have seen God through that process. Awesome. 
I feel like that is a that is a great lead into the gospel, mm-hmm. tumultuousness, and then peacefulness. Right. Yeah. Um. And we would love to hear from you as well, where you saw God this week. Uh, you can always email us, faithtogo at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaithtogo.org, or you can contact us uh, through or follow us on Instagram at faithtogo. Uh, we'd also love to hear any of your comments, questions, stories from your week of uh, faith discussion and reflection. And so we're going to get into the gospel for this upcoming Sunday, uh, again, June 20th, proper 7 which is Mark 4, 35 to 41. Charlotte is going to read it, and then we're each going to highlight a point. And maybe you'll get a third point. We don't know. We're it's just gonna all go for it emerging today. before our eyes. When evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? All right. So we, this is a pretty well-known story. Uh, this is, um, it's making me think of this documentary. <laughs> Have you seen this documentary on Netflix about the, the art heist in Boston? No, but it's on my list. Yeah. And there's one of the paintings that was stolen was, was a painting of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, story. Um, I uh, this story is just coming right after the story we talked about last week, Mark chapter four. This is the last uh, story in Mark chapter four. Before this, it was all parables. So we're so Jesus was on. This is in the sea of, on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus was on one shore, telling all these parables to the people gathered with him. And then he's like, "Hey, you know what? We've been on this side of the shore for long enough." West Coast time, or maybe East Coast. I don't remember which one he was on. But uh, he says, let's get in the boat. Let's go to the other side. And so they're in the boat crossing the Sea of Galilee. And the storm happens. So that's where we are. We're just right after all those that long list of parables, the parable of the sower, the growing the seed, the mustard seed. Those all just happened. Mm-hmm. And now it's um, this story. And then we'll be on to Mark chapter 5 which is Jesus healing the Gerasene demoniac, which I think is, I think Gennesaret is on the east coast of the Sea of Galilee. Yeah, so a different time that, zone. Different time zone. So that means that Jesus was on the west side, which is where Nazareth is. So mm-hmm. he was in his little area, hometown area, and now it's gone, uh, moving to the other side. So that's where we are geographically and narratively. And Charlotte has the first point. I do. I do. And as I was reading this gospel, something occurred to me that actually isn't something I really considered in previous readings. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I think that that's one of the most important parts about discussing the readings and not being like, oh, I know that story or not reading it all the way through or not being willing to share your thoughts and ideas with others Mm -hmm. is that sometimes something completely different will stand out for you within Mm -hmm. the gospel. 
And for me, this time, it was that they waited until the boat was swamped. (laughs) Did you notice that? Like, as I was reading it, a great wind storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. And then they went to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that that for me, especially this year, as we have lived through the tumult of this year and how, for, especially if you work in ministry, perhaps you have been a little bit busier than normal yeah. or trying to deal with storms that arise, especially in this mm-hmm. great gray period of reemergence. Right. Um, but in all of that, they waited to go to Jesus until they were swamped. And we do that, yeah. right? <laughs> like we don't, we don't pray about things or maybe we do, but we don't consistently pray about things. And I'm using the universal we, but I'm really talking about Charlotte here. I don't pray about things until they're actually a problem on my heart. I will pray for you every day, David, if I know you're going through something and I will you know, pray every day as you progress through it. But for myself, I don't hit my knees until I'm desperate, until I am swamped until I am past the point of being able to handle or management, manage it on my own. Mm-hmm. It's not when it's a splinter in my finger that I am going to God and being like, God, I got a splinter. Mm-hmm. Help me figure out you know, where I kept the tweezers and pull this thing out and move forward. Instead, I wait until you know, maybe we're going to amputate my finger. And then I'm, right. I'm like, oh, I need help. And it's, the boat is swamped and there's this colossal storm. And can't you tell Jesus that I needed your help 10 hours ago? <laughs> Uh-huh. And I just think it's a really important reminder. It's an re- important reminder of how we connect to God, um, but also how we connect to each other. It is an invitation to name when things are getting busy for ourselves and ask for help from our own communities mm-hmm. and to watch out for other people before they are completely swamped and offer help to them with the things that they have going on. Mm-hmm. And that we don't have to do it alone, Mm -hmm. that instead that we can turn to each other and most importantly, we can turn to God. Yeah. And I, I think, I feel like the story from the question of the story always hinges on what Jesus means by having no faith. Why are you afraid? Have Mm -hmm. you still no faith? And I think it's, I think that's kind of the cool, the cool, like, um, kaleidoscope of this story is that like I feel like you could interpret that and think about that in so many different ways and it and it gives you a different little like a little different perspective uh all all the way around the story and so in that sense in the in the sense of like waiting till the last minute it's like did you that like you tried everything before you asked me to help you you have little faith yeah (laughs) like you didn't think I could help you know when the storm started Uh uh-huh um so it's not it's not so much like, oh, how could you think that you were in danger? No, they were in danger, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Jesus is saying, like, you could have asked me like a while ago, mm-hmm. and I would have really loved to help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was that, right here. Yeah, I was right here. Mm-hmm. You could have woken me up. I'm just a really heavy sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that d- jumped out to me, and that that last part of what you said about the you know kind of the support of others, uh, is what is is part of my second point because i what i what jumped out to me here and what's not in that painting that i talked was talking about before in that netflix documentary is that it says that uh other boats were with him yeah and i always think that it's just like jesus and the disciples uh in their little boat just like totally alone out there and that to me puts this 
puts this question, have you still no faith? Like, do you have no faith in these other people? Mm. Like, you think they're just going to leave you? Mm. Like, we're all in this storm together, you know? And so if every single boat is in freakout mode, thinking that they're alone on the water yeah. and that, that they are perishing, just like not, not believing in the fact that collectively we could make it to the other side. Collectively, we can weather the storm. Oh, but only if we have faith in one another. Only right. if you have faith in the other boats that, that when you go down, they're going to row over and help you back into theirs. You know, that like we all have room. There's room. There's enough room on all the boats collectively. Um, but we have to have faith in one another for that, that, real, that real support to manifest itself. Mm-hmm. Because, because what they're what they're living into is a is like a real feeling of scarcity, you know that there isn't that there isn't enough safety in our little boat. There isn't there's too much water in our little boat for us to survive, mm-hmm. without recognition that there's all these other boats that you could ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know that everyone is that we're all going through this together. We're all trying to figure it out. You know, and I think that I get I I know that this feeling of just being like life, just feeling like so unstable, so churned up in the midst of just like swirling craziness. It's hard to see the other boats out there. You know, it's hard to recognize who that other people are also having a hard time. You know, mm-hmm. that other people are also trying that all other people are also um, worrying about their own demise <laughs> you yeah. know, in a lot of ways. And, and that, we don't have to be doing that by ourselves. And when we do reach out and ask and talk, things emerge, you know, like, like a way forward emerges where there was no way. And, and I think that is the stillness, you know, that, I don't know. I, I, I don't doubt that, that, you know, the wind stopped and the waters were stilled, but I also can imagine like metaphorically, like, if you look out on the water and all the whole surface of the water is filled with boats, you're like, oh, there, there is a peace and a stillness in that recognition of community mm-hmm. and that recognition of support uh, that I'm not doing it by myself, that I don't have to go alone and that I'm going to make it to the other side. Yeah. If I, be- if I have faith in the people, you yeah. know, in the other people. Well, and I think also... As you were talking, I was connecting. Maybe it's a non sequitur. I'm not sure. But I just can have this vision of bailing a boat that is filling with water from holes, mm-hmm. right? And that like no amount of bailing is ever going to get all of the water out of the boat because the boat is riddled with holes, right? Yeah. And that's obviously not what is written here in this gospel. It doesn't talk about a holy boat. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> but in the same sense, sometimes our, our faith requires us to let go of something that's sinking mm-hmm. and instead of continuing to try to bail out a boat that's filled with holes. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's an invitation in this, especially when it comes to this last part where it says, have you still no faith? To recognize that faith can look like a lot of different things. Faith can look like being in relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Faith can look like asking for help when we need help. Faith can look like letting go of things that we were fully vested in, but that no longer serve us. Um, And so taking on water. Yeah. Yeah. And that when we get too rigid in what we consider it looks like to have faith, 
then we miss out on what the point of faith is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that. I feel like that is a th- our third point because I think that I I after having after thinking about it that way, we get to this last verse, and the disciples say, "Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him?" And it's like, oh, they are missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're still putting it on this guy and his miraculous ability to do this thing when really Jesus is like, look at all these other things. Like there's all these other faiths, but still you got through it and you're saying, oh, it was because of that one miraculous thing that Mm -hmm. I got through it. But really Jesus is saying like, look at the support you have in creation, in community, in everything. Like this is a miracle as well. You know, it is miraculous that we are connected. Mm-hmm. It is God, it is the miracle of God that we support one another, you know, that we can have a sense of abundance, that we're not only operating out of scarcity all the time, that it's not just about me and my safety, but that I can have a sense of our communal wellness as a goal. And and for them to end this story and be like, oh, it's all about this guy yeah. and how he controls the wind and the sea. And Jesus is like, you know, well, we still have like 10 chapters left for me to help you figure out <laughs> what's really going on here. Because I'm trying to point to the fact that you are supported, mm. you know, and it's not just me. Yeah. And so when, and but I get that, like I get the feeling of like making it through this storm, making it through this feeling of chaos and tumultuousness and being like, oh man, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then just like going into the next one with no recognition or gratitude or feeling of like remembering how I was supported by not just a miracle, you know, that like there was real, there were real people doing real work and really supporting me in relationship to help me through it. Which of course then automatically leans us into, you know, the things that we know as the, as the greatest commandment, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all of your soul and love your neighbor as yourself, Mm -hmm. which also could mean let your neighbor love you. Because they're they they have the same commandment, mm-hmm. you know. It's all mutual aid. Yes, you know, it's like that's the model. Like Jesus was talking about the mutual aid model a long time ago, where like if we're all giving one another what we each need, we're always going to be supported. Yeah. So, I think that's it. I think so you too. Know, that's a good way. That's a good place to stop. Um, that's our three points uh, about this Jesus. In the storm, we want we would call it Jesus takes a nap. Yes, we were talking about that before. I think that's a good name for it. Um, point number one was Charlotte's, and it was about how long it takes for us to to ask for help. <laughs> um, that Jesus is asleep in the back of the boat, and it's not until the things are really falling apart uh, that the disciples ask Jesus for help, um, and how we can ask for ask for help at any point in the process, not just when things get really really bad. Number two was mine, and it was about the fact that there were other boats on the water. You know, this communal sense of, this communal support that we have to recognize that, that it's, you know, open, open up our perspective, look around, you know, instead of being so, like, focused in on what the challenges are in front of us to recognize that we're all in this thing together and that there are other people going through the storm with us. And the final one was this last verse, just the disciples seemingly maybe missing the point. You know, that uh, when they get through the storm, they, they call it, they, they talk about Jesus calming the wind and the sea without recognizing that the, the bigger idea that it's like, oh, there's all this support that we have. It's not just focused on this one 
person, this one thing, this one miraculous thing. But the miracle, the real miracle is our connection to one another, that there is all this going on around us. So having heard those three points, we'd love to hear your points. And we'd love to hear your thoughts about our points. And we'd love to hear your stories. We'd just love to hear literally anything you'd like to put in an email and send to us or a direct message. You can email us, faithtogo at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaithtogo.org. Or you can contact us through or follow us on Instagram at faithtogo. And that's it. Uh, that's our conversation for this upcoming Sunday, June 20th, Proper 7. We will be back to talk about next Sunday's Gospel, Proper 8, June 27th, the day after my birthday, next time. And until then, we say goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.